Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Apostle Paul uses many metaphors to talk about the Christian life. And one of those, of course, and we hear it, we heard it even echoed in the hymns about Paramatimus and the Venerable Theoctistus, who was a, it is indicative that he's called the fellow faster with Ephemius the Great, uh, that the, if I remember correctly, the dark powers or the demons or something like that were afraid of his ascetical discipline or something like that, or put to flight because of his ascetic discipline. And if we were to go to Paul, the idea of ascesis or being an athlete, uh, that there are all sorts of metaphors in Paul running the race, of buffeting one's body, right, of uh, disciplining one, one's body, of all of these kind of, we say martial, but also, uh, I say ascetical, but, you know, I, I'm losing the word now. Athlete, thank you. I don't know why that just flew out of my head, but athletic uh, metaphors. And it is specifically, I'm reminded of this, because Joseph, my son, decided that he would do cross-country, which just, <laughs> I, he's not what I think of when I think of a cross-country runner. Uh, he's a little shorter than I imagined. He's a little bit pudgier than I imagined. But I was proud of him for desiring to do this. He was telling uh, Matushka, uh, I want to be fitter. I want to be, you know, I want to do this. It helps that he has friends doing cross-country as well. And of course, the first practice, because he really only started like a week ago, and they had their first meet today. So I was also like, I'm probably going to have to find him halfway down the course and <laughs> pick him up or walk him home. Uh, it was just a mile. It was not like a marathon or anything like that. Uh, but it was this desire that he had, even after his first practice, where he was just like, we just ran a lot. And I was like, well, Joseph. <laughs> It, you join cross country. That is what you do. You run. And you run and you run. That is what you do. You maybe take a breath and then you start running again. Uh, to see him uh, and then the relationship of his desire uh, that kept driving, because it's also not been cool. It's been quite hot in the afternoons. And to see him not give up, to see him go back. Uh, he even last night, out of his, uh, how should I say, rambunctiousness, scraped up his knee pretty bad. Just a little flesh on you, or just like bleeds a lot. And it's like, all right, you're going to do this race tomorrow? And he's like, yes, there, there was not a doubt for him. And it is in thinking about the spiritual life and thinking about the athletic life of the desire. Uh, not being put off when things get a little hard and there's some sweat and there's some toil and there's the discipline of the practice. There is, even if you get scuffed up a little bit, still maintaining and sticking to the race. That St. Paul himself uses this language of racing, not being disqualified, uh, that he shows up on time, that he gets registered, and then he enters into the race. What was moving was, of course, his dedication, and I was not surprised to see him not in the first quarter, 
I don't think even the first half, there's 550 kids, elementary boys, running this, which I did not realize the scale of what we were going to, really. And that was, I think, the fourth race that day. Uh, to see him coming over, because it's funny, of course, there's hills, to see him coming over the bend, and he, even though he was at least in the last quarter, he was running. He had walked some, but to see beside him was his coach, who's a brand new teacher. Uh, it's actually Ellie's teacher. Uh, and she was running with him because she had been doing this in practice to encourage him to get him to not just walk, <laughs> but to actually run and to pace himself. And it just seemed to me an apt metaphor as much as we see in Paul this idea of our own self-discipline, of course, it is because it is Christ who is our, let's say, our coach, right? The one who runs beside us. The one who encourages us. So we say he's a forerunner. He's already gone on before us and won the prize for us. But he is there keeping pace with us, encouraging us. Uh, and then seeing this, the finish line, of course, then the next aspect to have everybody, other parents there, right? Who their kids already gone through, but they're still there cheering everybody on to that finish line. And just to be encouraged by, as much as we look at some of these metaphors and they may make us take a deep breath and think about, I would have never done cross country, that was football, you probably would guess that, uh, and baseball. Sprinting and short actions, right? Maybe power, but not the long range aspect of it. That the long haul of being faithful to Christ that we're not on our own, that he is there pacing with us, that he is encouraging us, uh, and that as we come to that finish line, or as maybe there's not just a finish line, but that whole way, we have all of the saints, our forefathers and mothers in the faith, encouraging us along that path. So let us uh, maintain the race. Let us not disqualify ourselves by jumping out and just saying forget this but let us look to the side to see our coach our heavenly father but also to hear all the voices and the prayers of those encouraging us along that journey even if it is 95 degrees outside and you really just want to stop and give up there is always the finish line there is always the ability to rest and that is what we all have to, to look forward to by the grace of God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.